Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king, Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, it is Joshua, Gangsta Time Co. Cold partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. Joshua? Also joining me <laughs> is uh, our producer. It is Edge Lord of Big News, Brian. What's up, hey, hey, hey! I don't know where Josh went, but uh, we are, he is in the chat, so uh, we are all here. Very excited to get into this uh, super duper cool week of manga. Honestly, pretty good week, all things considering. Um, but uh, yeah, with that being said, I'm just gonna jump into plugs. Uh, you can find me at. The Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh, are you are you back? Yes, can you hear me? Oh, geez, what happened? Uh, I, it was muted on the app, but not on the phone. Mm. Really weird. But you can find me at JDCole underscore 37. That's on Instagram and at New Jump City Josh. That's on X. Ooh. Cringe. <laughs> Cringe. Uh, Brian, where can they find you? B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. I fucked up my entire fucking line. It's okay, but I, but... I think that's everything. Yeah. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to uh, send us any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com and we will um, we will uh, get, get to it on our pre-show chat show that we do every week. Uh, just a little bit of extra content for you guys that comes out a couple days after uh, our episode that comes out as basically our talk before every show, you know, our casual chat, our catch up. Um, and we talk about other things besides manga on there, but you can ask us any question you want, whether it's manga related or not, and it'll be fun to, to talk about. So, you know, email us on that, or you can comment on any video under uh, any video that you're currently watching. Uh, I'm still uploading stuff to YouTube as, uh, you know, we want to stay somewhat relevant to the algorithm, but, uh, you know, we'll be back in video form hopefully soon enough. Uh, but until then, uh, subscribe to us, like, share, comment under the videos, uh, help us out a little bit. Uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, that's cool too. That's super, super duper chill. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there. And um, yeah, without further ado, I think that's it for the plugs. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, let's get into the show. And give me a pick, Nina to Kiara, me so I can chat. My Hero Academia. I'm Brian Academia. This is My Hero Academia, chapter 404. We love you, All Might. That we do. Um, last we left off. 
uh, it's looking pretty dire for All Might. He's literally getting ripped in half slowly by uh, All for One in, you know, his usual dramatic fashion. <laughs> he just couldn't just, like, stab him or something. He has to rip yeah. him in half over his head. Fully expecting, I guess, for his blood and guts to to bathe him when it does happen. Very weird. He's a child at this point. He's like a little baby. He's like six years old. Um, or some shit. And he's ripping All Might in half. Uh, this chapter opens up with... Uh, oh, yeah. And also, Bakugo has been awakened. And he seems to be making his way towards All Might. Uh, we pick up as everybody around the world is watching this fucking craziness uh, going off. Um, there's a huge jet stream that's going on that's going to be affecting the weather and stuff. Uh, everybody all around the world is watching. There's this one fox kid whose name is Martin <laughs> saying, Oh my, don't die on us. As we see Bakugo and Midoriya uh, peep at each other. Midor uh, Bakugo launches himself towards Midoriya. Midoriya already knows what time it is. He reaches his hand out grabs Bakugo and they do a cool spinny thing where uh, where Deku intends to throw Bakugo. Uh, the second user of all for of one for all po uh, pops up and is like, boy, <laughs> there's no escaping the blowback. If you activate gear shift again, it must be after you found the path, the assured path to victory and Midoriya. And he notices that like the all might's vis visage is disappearing uh, and he's like, uh, well, never mind. And uh, with that, <laughs> JK, he's not going to listen to anything I say. Um, All right. And so with that, uh, they use the gear shift quirk to launch Bakugo at the speed of sound, it seems. He breaks the air. He like, what's, I don't know what this is called, where you break the air, I sound think. Sound barrier? Yeah, this, he's breaking the sound barrier. He's getting launched so fast. Um. Meanwhile, Shigaraki's like, you won't make it in time. The All Might within you that always used to show up all faint and fuzzy when he was still alive. And if you see him more clearly now, it means that he's he's going to die. Um, but, you know, nobody's worried about that as Bakugo is careening towards uh, All for One. Uh, we get a two-page spread where a leaf passes by Midoriya. Very beautifully drawn, to be honest. And... Um, you know, he's reflecting on, like, all of this, like, prayers that are going around. Um, he's seeing that, like, there's an energy. An energy is striving for a certain future. Energy from wishing. And it's almost like they can feel everybody around the world just praying for Bakugo to make it in time. And we get this awesome two-page spread. Oh, my God. Of just, like... The, the amount of panels of just kind of every single person who's currently watching this. Uh, Gran Torino, uh, that girl from the second movie, the business course, these kids from that one exam that uh, Bakugo and Todoroki had to take. Um, they're all just like kind of almost a tunnel uh, just pushing Bakugo forward. Um, as we end on a two-page spread of Bakugo blowing off all for one's arms and saving all might in the process meanwhile uh the all, all might's visage gets all fuzzy and weird again meaning that he has escaped death and uh all might is like bah go kid and then 
uh, Bakugo yells back, it's time to win this. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, geez, wheeze. Yeah, this Hardy. is also my really good chapter of the week. I don't know where you stand, Josh. No. Nah? No. All right. So it gets a, it gets regular really good chapters of the week from me and Brian. I'm okay with that. Certified too. RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. But um, Josh, what did you think about My Hero Academia chapter 404? Um, the Bakugo spirit bomb boost to 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 rip to rip all might out of the arms of all for one. I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty lit. Like, I'm, I don't want to sound like a hater or nothing like that. It was fire. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I really enjoyed the fact that his hands got blown off and they shown it. I appreciate details like that. And um, you know. And what may not be one of the best panels of the week, but definitely one of the most shite panels of the week. Uh, if you go page 14, bottom left, you see uh, the child off, uh, off one staring back with his roasted um, arm. It's like, it's really nice and poetic because that's what he did to, to Endeavor 2. And it's like, yeah, hold that, hold that bitch. Wait, what page? Mm -hmm. 14. Oh, wait. The last page. Oh, okay. You see him looking back? You see the, oh, yeah. the veins in his forehead? Yeah, yeah he's pissed. He's very, very upset. Um, He's not the cool villain anymore. We do know he's about to lose. Yeah. He's, he's going to be gone. He's going to be a baby that glows. <laughs> um... As far as other thoughts for the chapter, I mean, it was funny how <laughs> the Vistage came in and tried to give him an explanation saying, you only have like one more shot with this. And then I didn't really understand what was happening when I read this, but as you guys, well, as you started talking about it, Chris, I realized that he basically gave him that one. Like, I thought that was a flashback, but he was trying to tell him that on the spot. And he gave up. He just said, ah, fuck it. I, and I know there's nothing I'm going to be able to tell this kid to stop. So. Yeah. This is one. I, this is a I trademark think that was move. pretty cool. Yeah, this is a trademark I, I, move. Like, saving somebody at the cost of his, himself is always, like, his bread and butter. It's his brand. I don't Like, I'm mad. I'm not mad at all. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh... Everyone praying, you know, that made y'all feel good. Yeah, I like that a lot. I thought it was a really cool what? page. Yeah, this page here was absolutely fucking insane. Um, but I feel like this is all just a metaphor, right? Because they don't know that they're being watched on a TV. Yeah, you know? no, it's a it's a metaphor. I like think they can, just... they're generally feeling that like everyone's counting on them. And that's the point of that. Imagine if it was like the uh, playoffs during the uh, bubble and they had all the TV screens of the fans. Yeah. Uh, watching the games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's similar to that. And they're like, we're watching you, Baku, bro. <laughs> Go get him. Um, 
or it continue, Brian. Yeah, yeah, continue. So uh, basically, oh my God! First things first, the art in this chapter is phenomenal, fucking phenomenal. Um, I just Horikoshi is so fucking insanely gifted. It is, it is just mind-boggling because this art is so fucking good, man. Like. He's so good with visual metaphors, too. Like, oh, my God. Like, these big action set pieces, these fucking uh, visual metaphors, these little, um, like, reaction, like, these reaction shots, um, these l- big landscaping fucking art. It's just, man, like, there. I genuinely believe when it comes to just pure art on a weekly Shonen Jump basis or a weekly manga basis in general... He is the best to do it when it comes to art. Weekly. I agree with that. I think he's the Weekly? best artist in Jump right now. By a lot. I feel like Murata might be better. Murata, I, I would put above Murata him, but he's not on a weekly basis. He's kind of like... Yeah, I talking strictly weekly, I would say... We're talking like straight Shonen Jump, Jump week to week. I think Murata is the best to do... Best doing it, period, right now. But Horikoshi is... A pretty close second and as a, on a weekly level he's doing it better than anybody i think like jesus christ like i could only imagine how much effort goes into getting all this shit done in a week well to like be you- fair i think he's been taking a lot of breaks and i think it's for this specific reason which god bless him i mean this is what happens when you give an artist the time to do cool shit like fuck like the, this is the thing that I feel like the anime won't be able to capture, you know? Like, I feel like every time when I'm watching the anime for my hero and I'm looking for these big moments, they don't hit the same. Um, And it's mainly because, like, this series is meant to be experienced drawn, I think. This series, like, Horikoshi has a specific touch to his art that can't be matched by anybody else. It's just so fucking good. Yeah. Um, and what I really like about this chapter is that it shows, like, it shows the story it's trying to tell. Like, um, like it it has a flow to it. Like they've been built, they've been building up this chapter ever since like the the fucking marketing UA student had a fucking camera out. Like this moment is the payoff to that. Um. Because it's like connecting the entire world into this moment. And it kind of added a really, like a really good fucking element to Bakugo's return, where he was the guy who had to, who who the world was relying on in this moment. Um, Where like, he's kind of showing that he's worth his salt. This was so, oh my God. And like them going back to, all Might's, uh, not All Might, uh, Bakugo's guilt for All Might being put out of commission because of him. Like, it's just, oh, fucking amazing. A fucking amazing, bro. This chapter was just the probably the best My Hero chapter we've had in a long, long, long time. Because it just, it just delivered on every aspect. It delivered on the writing, it delivered on the art, it delivered on the paneling. Like, it just, this was, this was a, of literally the definition of a really good chapter of the week for me. Um, 
But yeah, the, those are my thoughts. I'm really excited to see what happens next week. Yeah. I mean, I do I do love the build up and, you know, he kind of it, it just goes to show how far Bakugo and Deku have come together. I've my favorite chapters, some of my favorite chapters of my hero have been like their development in particular because it's just Bakugo just learning to just respect Deku and, you know, not see him as a threat, but like someone who is someone you can aspire to to surpass and, you know, you can see as a rival, but, you know, also at the same time realize that, like, this guy is the key to saving everyone. Um, so, you know, I feel like this is him being, like, taking care of All Might so Deku could focus on Shigaraki. And that's such a, like, humbling place for Bakugo to, to, to do for himself and do for Deku and all that stuff. So I just think it's, uh, yeah, on top of everything Brian said about the art, I mean, he's just, we say it every week, he's cooking on all cylinders in that department. So, you know, we have, uh, have all the respect in the world for Horikoshi. And, you know, we're critical of my hero sometimes, but when he hits, it hits pretty good. So, question. Would you say at this moment, like at this stage of the series, would you agree that it's who is better in comparison between Bleach and My Hero when they're at like at this stage of their manga? You know, like if we're approaching the end of Bleach versus we're approaching the end of My Hero because I feel like that's the closest like um, um to like comparison to each other to be honest i'm like reading bleach right now i haven't reached the end and i'm wondering i'm always, i'm always wondering if bleach age is better than it ended um so i i don't know if i can answer that quite yet but i do just in my memories of not really liking how bleach ended necessarily or you know at least the final arc i i was okay with how bleach ended but the final arc i wasn't very crazy about Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like um, my hero is just kind of edges it out a little bit, but I not by much. I feel like uh, this final arc for my hero has had its own stumbles and stuff, but I I feel like the stumbles in my hero academia aren't as bad as the ones in Bleach. What about you, Josh? As far as I remember, at least uh, the stumbles in Bleach compared to the stumbles in in what? No, like if like if you were to compare uh like each manga towards the ending of their series, like you know, compare my oh. hero at its current state versus to Bleach at when it was you know at its at its ending stage, like which one do you think is doing it better at? This I think all right, uh, my hero for sure, clearly non debatable in my opinion. Oh, I wasn't on like it's so I asked I think, this question. I don't think, not to be not to be like that, but like I don't think Core Coach is being rushed. But like aside from the point, you know, Bleach handled their last uh, I agree with first Bleach Bleach definitely handed handled their last couple arcs really uh sloppily. And left a bad taste. So you know, my hero I have griped about it, but you know, it's more about what could have been and not what's happening right now. What's happening right now is pretty interesting. Except when the plant 
beat um fat gum that was a uh, that was pretty whack that was more than i could take personally <laughs> so i asked this question so i could sick the bleach fans on us so good mm. luck guys well thanks for that they can get packed out i mean they, they can really you know they can really get put in the air because there was nothing <laughs> to be honest whatever we need the, i guess we need the engagement so it's okay i guess it was Shichigo would swing the big sword at them mm. weirdos. Well, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, those are really all my thoughts of my hero. I just really enjoyed the pace of it. It felt really epic. You know, it felt like a really big moment. Yeah, that buildup was incredible. So, you know, I feel like everything that Horikoshi wanted to accomplish with this chapter, he did. And uh, it's pretty fucking sick. And this, I do think that this, like, panel... Where you know all of the uh, these sub panels within it is really creative and must have taken for a fucking ever to do, because um, I don't even know how many panels there are. But not only does he draw like people, but they had to draw like backgrounds at this size. It's uh, it's pretty nuts. Highly respectable. Yeah. And it looks like it's cool how it curves like a tunnel. I don't know. There's a lot to like in this. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Like every... I didn't love that scene too much. You didn't like yeah. it? I didn't care for you it. You didn't, didn't like the prayer tunnel? Oh. Damn. Why? It annoyed me. Why? Because I wish it was filled with characters like I liked about and cared and <laughs> had a little bit of story. I don't care about these random people. Grand Torino's so there. Scene, made this seem okay. Yeah, Grand Torino's there. He can't hold the he can't hold it down for everyone. He can't hold a two page panel up with that small panel. A two page spread with that small panel. It's not enough. And he's crying. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, do it, boys. Chris. It's fucking soft, all right? He's an old-ass man. <laughs> it's fucking soft. It's... He's an old-ass man who had his fucking chest caved in by Shigaraki. What do you mean? Soft as the inside of a rose petal. You understand me? <laughs> I wonder why he's soft. soft. As... It's almost like he's Softer than your blanket old. after a hard day's work. I don't have any more soft jokes. <laughs> It's just, I didn't love that it's scene as much as Yama. Yeah. You don't care about Tsukauchi? Nope. <laughs> I hate that he handed Deku that dirty ass fucking nasty scarf. He should have got him a brand new one and said, <laughs> now you can be like me. Instead. <laughs> Listen, not rehashing this again. Let it go. I didn't love the. I didn't love the the prayer tunnel. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. All right. Well, those are all my thoughts on my hero academia. Pretty fun chapter. Very much enjoyed it. Best chapter of the week to me. But if you guys are uh, ready, we can uh, move on to the next one. Yeah. 
Are you guys done fawning over the prayer tunnel or? No, I love the prayer tunnel too. Yeah, hey, Brian, what do you love the most about the prayer tunnel? <laughs> uh, prayer tunnel was really good because it kind of embodied what heroes are meant to be, you know? Like, you the don't have to know. Bomb? Yeah, you don't have to know people to, <laughs> yeah. like, really, like, sympathize with humanity, you know? Like, you could just, you know, care about people without having some attachment to them. It's if like, I don't man. know you, fuck your life. <laughs> that <one>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's a, real, that's a real millionaire My grind set you got there, Josh. <laughs> well, towards the citizens of My Hero Academia, that's, uh, yes. It's a really cool way to look at civilians in life. That's how I look at civilians in My Hero. In life. You hear that, everybody? You heard it here first. If Josh doesn't like you, then you can get out. <laughs> get shitted upon. Yeah, but anyway, Prayer Tunnel was awesome. <laughs> Was so cool, very all good. Agree on it. Everybody agrees. On all it. three of us are down with the prayer tunnel. I think JC was at one of those panels. Who? Did you say Jay Z? JC. Who's JC? You know your boy. Jesus Christ. Yes. Where? Where? Your boy Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, one of those panels. Well, now you're gonna make me look for JC. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. He's there. Or because she gets in enough trouble, he's not going to put religious fight, religious figures in there either. Yeah, I don't see JC, man. But, you know, sometimes Josh sees G JC everywhere, you know? That is a thing. He sees the JC in all of us. Mm hmm As a devout Christian himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's uh let's stop enjoying things because josh doesn't like it <laughs> i'm actually looking through these panels and i'm like is jesus christ there maybe he could be maybe it wasn't cap he's technically everywhere well yeah that's true. <laughs> well that's what they say you know yeah all right well let, let's move on to our next series then this is part of the war on the in the Bronx. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter three, uh, 239, Foolish Survivor. Um, last Alternate title. There is no prayer tunnel in this issue. There is no prayer tunnel. Oh, I can confirm. And, you know, for that, this chapter loses 10 points in my book. That's what I'm... That's it's zero I'm out of 10 for me with no prayer tunnel. <laughs> that's some pretty tough uh that's a pretty tough bar pretty i don't know what you we want only, we only believe in the prayer tunnel i don't know what you want me to say i love my metaphorical prayer tunnels I live when goku tunnel. powered up the spirit bomb at the end to beat boo was there a prayer tunnel there yeah that's, or was that's it metaphorical? Spirit bomb. how else do you get spirit bomb without a prayer tunnel i just don't remember you know the tunnel yeah, you, you didn't see the prayer tunnel but it was there it, I I do well now. I do understand that to be the case. Exactly. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. I like how reading about new series gives us insight into old ones. That's one of the things <laughs> about New Jump City. You yeah. know, we, we 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 care about our history to guide us in the future. Most of the time, via prayer tunnel. 
Yeah. <laughs> Guys, if for everyone listening, if there was any doubt about what the title of this episode was going to be, you, you don't have to have any uh, guess. Leaving the prayer title. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 239. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just to reiterate, there are no prayer tunnels in this. Um, Not in this issue. No. But last we left off, um, we had... Uh, it was looking uh, pretty pretty dire for uh, Kashimo, and I, I guess he's dead. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Even though it wasn't... And there was no PT to save him. Yeah. Nothing... Nothing. No, no PT. No, no prayer tunnel for him. But... Um, yeah. Maybe if they had gotten together and done that, we would have been safe. But um, he's he's gone. I guess it's did did we do a Mario sound effect for him? Uh, just in case we didn't. Uh, yeah, Kashimo's dead. Believe it R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, uh, at the nick of time, we also saw that Hikari's domain had broken, uh, with both him and Arume, thank God, surviving. I thought it was over for both of them. Um, but also joining the fray is Higuruma and Itadori. And this chapter uh, starts out with something completely different. <laughs> we don't pick up where we left off. We're actually in the uh, Iwate Prefecture at the Lake Gosho Colony. And uh, we see... I know what that means. You know what that means? I said I know where, <laughs> I said I know where that is. Oh, okay. Where is that? I don't know. Hmm. Yikes. <laughs> I, I was trying to, I, I was being sarcastic towards the author. Not, it wasn't for you. It was sending a shot to the author. Mm. The ether. Like, mm. uh, buddy, is this how people feel when we talk about areas in New York and we just expect everybody to know? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think it's better to know where Brooklyn is at. <laughs> well, you guys know where the Lake Gosho mm, Colony you is. You guys know the where the Iwate Prefecture is. And you don't know about Yo, people should learn about New York geography in other places around the world. Why? So they can get the fuck out the way and know where they're going. <laughs> That's number one. That's honestly true. <laughs> every tourist, number two, every tourist should have to take a test. Important. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we op we open this chapter with a new character um, who has like the same kind of black eyes as, you know, the sky lady from earlier that Okotsu fought. Um, yeah. And she's just like in a full maid outfit as well. Uh, just running around. And she's like, what the hell's going on? You know, she's, I, she's realizing that each additional rule of the culling game took it further from the bloodbath it was intended to be. Uh, and that's probably because the awakened sorcerers were reluctant to kill. So she's like, so boredom led to soldiers invading the colonies? What is, what the hell's going on here? Um, and she just yells out, like, what does Kenjaku want? He prolonged past sorcerers' lives as cursed objects and gave him a second chance, but now he wants to take that away? Talk about cruel. And then she gets caught by this weird water cursed spirit that's just, uh, just enveloped her head. And you know, she's kind of drowning in this cursed spirit. Um, as Kenjaku is standing on a tree above her being like, 
If it's something tastes bland, add seasoning. If it's too too rich, dilute it. To me, you guys are like seasoning or water. No emotion necessary. Um, what? Yeah, that was a weird line. Yeah. I guess he was just saying that you guys mean nothing to me. He, yeah, I knew he was definitely degrading her, but <laughs> I, I just didn't know how. That they were just they were just the seasoning to his plan. They're not even the main course. This lady is salt. Yeah, but don't oh. you need seasoning to like? I feel like seasoning is a necessity in this instance, right? Oh, kind of. No, I see what he's saying. Right now, he's diluting the seasoning. They were the seasoning he added to make the game fun, and now it's time to kill all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then she tries to use her curse technique, which involves shooting like a missile, a little like weird spike from her hair. And uh, she misses Kenjaku. Um, and Kenjaku turns that cursed spirit into ice, freezing her head and be like, I'm usually dispassionate, but I do detest needless waste. And then he like flicks the ice. And I guess that like takes her out for good. As um, Go uh, Geto just starts talking to her, just being like, "How do you know where the players?" Oh, I guess somebody asks him off screen, but he's like, "Tracking, tracking isn't hard, you know. Once you've tagged the reincarnated sorcerers with cursed objects, and the awakened sorcerers with cursed seals, so you know, I know where you guys are all the time because I already bugged you, basically. Um, so, you know." The, uh, someone appears behind him and says that she's already dead because he's talking directly to this lady's corpse, and um, he and this person is just like, "What?" But you're still talking. She's already dead, but you're still talking. Is that like typical for people who've lived long as you? And that was uh, a hard line. Yeah, uh, that line was hard. You know, Ghetto is just like, hmm, "Well, I don't have many friends left, but you can be my friend, Hazanoki." Uh, and Explody Toothman is there. He's uh he's like yeah, yeah. Explody Tooth Man. Yeah, Explody Tooth Man Hazanoki is like yeah, right. And he's like great, but there are th there are conditions. One, you must never bore me. And two, you must always you must be my equal. And, what? <laughs> and Hazanoki's like I'm kidding. I'm not going to be your friend. And um is that because he's not his equal? Probably. Yeah. And uh, Kenjaku's well, like, oh, that's too bad. And he's like, wait a minute. And then he pulls out his phone and he sees that Ghetto, that oh, Gojo yeah. has been halved. And he's like, ah, I see. <laughs> Extension of cursed technique targets. <laughs> Looking good. LOL, GG. Ha 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 ha. I'm glad that everyone has a cell phone, even the ancient sorcerers. Yeah. Right. Because they're like, nah, this shit is lit. <laughs> Damn. Um, and he's uh, Hazanoki's like, oh man, he lost. If Gojo had won, he would have come for you next. Then I would have, then I could have expected backup. And uh, Geto's like, I wouldn't count on any. He's apparently used barrier techniques to like conceal himself, um, with cursed spirits. So you know, they're on the lookout for certain things. One is cursed energy volumes. So even if one of them leaves, he'll know it. And, uh, mm. you know, he says, I know the aggregate cursed energy for all uh, sorcerers in Shujuku at all times. And Okotsu 
would be the easiest person to notice leaving. So, you know, basically, I I know they're not coming. So it's just going to be you and me, Hazanoki. <laughs> He's like, I know, I need to keep a tr- keep an eye on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just know. I'll know in my heart that he's moved. <laughs> um, the fact that he's like, now you have no backup. Like he wasn't really. I don't think he was really expecting backup anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't fuck with him like that. Yeah. But Not then, at all. But then out of nowhere comes like a bunch of cursed spirits that Kenjaku had hidden. And uh, Hazanoki goes up against all of them, blowing up parts of his body. Um, but Kenjaku's like a step ahead of him. He's like, I know you could use reverse curse technique. And that's why I aim for your head. Even if you suck, you are one of the reincarnated ones, aren't you? And I'm like, God damn. So he's basically has these like weird leaf birds things just cutting his neck open, I guess. And he's like, too bad. This way you can't apply reverse curse technique from the neck down. And uh, Hazanoki asks him what he wants. And uh, Kenjaku's like, I'm ending the calling game and killing all the players. I'm kidding. I'm ending the calling game. Killing all the players is the binding vow. And then he'll activate the mass merger of people in Japan with the higher being that is Tengen. And uh, Hazanoki's like, I don't get it. And Kenjaku's like, don't you want to see what you haven't seen? And don't you want confirmation that you think that what you think is interesting is actually interesting? Is that not what life is about? And um, I guess Hazanoki dies here because, like, you know, he says, beats me. You can eat it for all I care. <laughs> and then there's just, like, a blood stain. But then he notices, like, someone coming. He's like, hmm? Seriously? And, uh, Man, I forget this guy's name, but it's the fucking comedian cursed sorcerer. Honestly, I got pretty hype when I saw him. (laughs) He just he just arrives. He's like, at last, I have arrived in Hakodate, which I know is a weird reference that I can't understand. And he's like in Hakodate, and Kenjaku's like, no, this is Iwate. And um, Kenjaku immediately summons Cursed Spirit, and he's like, has he come to fight me on his own? I don't see the crows. That means Meimei isn't watching. Judging from the cursed energy levels, perhaps the younger brother's curse technique is responsible for this sudden appearance. Well, whatever. Their choice of assassin makes no sense, which is disturbing, but... All of these stratagems. (laughs) He's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Who's... They're not watching me, right? They can't be watching me. This is the choice of assassin makes no sense, (laughs) which is disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) So he just like attacks him with, I guess, a cursed spirit. And he's like, awakened players bore me. They're just here to fill out the roster. The only one I sense uh, potential from is uh, is Higuruma. Mm. But comedian guy survives the attack. He's like, damn monk, you're trying to kill me? Now you've done it. I'll toss you in the clink. Bro. He he causes Kenjaku to face fault. This motherfucker is Nika the Sun God. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I forget exactly how his curse technique works. I hope you do. I think, um, if I remember right, is that anything he thinks is funny can happen. But he it's important for him to not be aware that that's the truth. 
Yeah. So he he let himself get hit by uh by Kenjaku's attack, and then because he thought it would be funny for him to not take damage from it, he he just didn't take damage from it. Is that how that works? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I guess he had that idea of just telling this joke about how he'll toss him in jail. For assaulting him, essentially. <laughs> and Ken, Kenjaku is... Kenjaku, for the first time, is absolutely stumped. He's like, what the fuck just happened? I've never sensed this before. In my generations of fucking body snatching, I'd have never seen <laughs> shit like this. I've been alive for thousands of years. I have never seen anything quite like uh, this. I've never let a mother. I've never seen a motherfucker let no. me run the fade on him and then just decide to not get hit. Yeah, yo, he he hit him with the blast you out of existence and talk that good that GG shit right after <laughs> it, just for him to still be standing there. Nigga started giving him the. Hmm. Anyway, these guys suck. Yeah, what these new sorcerers that I these new sorcerers that I awaken fucking suck. Nah. Yeah, um, how about that? Yeah, Kenjaku's like, I feel like my attack worked, but it didn't have an effect. I definitely hit this fucking guy. And uh comedian guy is like, this world is the world is full of thrills, but most thrilling of all is when comedians are the is when comedians who are the only ones who only there to pad out the cast end up stealing the show. And uh Kenjaku's yeah, like him fight Kenjaku. Yeah, Kajaku's like, I indeed, I don't disagree. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh so Josh, what did you think about my uh Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 239? This was a random ass fucking chapter, but ended up being my favorite of the week just because they introduced this guy fighting Kenjaku. So I couldn't is... I can't believe this is a matchup we're getting. This is a matchup we deserve. Yeah, and this I is mean, a match where Kenjaku deserves to get his head fucking bashed in. Uh, I, I don't so, think he's going to lose, but... So I'm going to give him the RGC on Josh's behalf. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. You know, I had forgot what Kenjaku's purpose was until this chapter, which was he wants to create this super... Uh, not a Uma, curse spirit. Yeah, like this mega curse spirit across the sky, like that big enough, as big as Japan, like in the sky, and have it do crazy things. And then in this chapter, he just talks about how, like, the whole point of me doing any of this is just because I want to see what happens if I do this. I don't know how to feel about that as a villain. You know, like, as a, I don't know how to feel about Kenjaku as a villain. He irritates me. Sometimes in good ways, when he's real shifty, like towards like the cast. But in other ways, you know, in other ways, it's not cool like this, where it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? You don't have any real direction. There's no like, you've been alive this whole time just, just because. Yeah. I mean, he is working towards something. Well, Kajaku's whole goal is, I just want to see some shit. I just want to go watch the movie. I just want to see what you what 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 happens when you do this. 
He should he should take a hit of meth and look in the mirror and watch <laughs> watch that show. Watch what happens there. He won't believe it. I just wonder, like he he must have some like grander scheme, right? Behind all that, possibly. Um, to be Sukuna's boyfriend or something, marry him. I don't know. Probably that. He wants to show Sukuna that look, I can kill a bunch of people too at once in the coolest way possible. So am I cool now? Can I be a friend? Amongst other things. I don't know, man. He did have children with someone before. He's a freaky guy. Genjaku, the brain. Yeah, he's a little freak. Yeah. He's a little freaky dicky. So him and he does he did he exist before Sukuna? I think he was in the same era. Cause they know each other. Let's look it up. So go, hello there, Kenjaku, you, you body stealing. You know what? Maybe, maybe that does lead more to the credence that Itadori is a body snatcher because he technically is the kid of Kenjaku. That's kind of weird. But yeah. So yeah, it does make sense that Itadori can transfer his consciousness into other people. And that's really his. His mom, dad. That's his mom, dad, for sure. Holy shit. Well, it's worse. It's like his dad took over a lady's body, got pregnant with him, and then gave birth to him. So it's a little weirder than that, even. I don't I don't know why Gigi does these type of things in his story. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's just extra flavor of weirdness. But it's alright. I guess that's what makes it really good. There's one of these there's one of these cursed spirits that look like the um the fucking grasshoppers from um from Bugs Life. Do y'all remember that movie Bugs yeah. Life? Yeah, what, of course. What character are you talking yeah. about? The 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 grasshopper, the brown guy. Oh, I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the yeah, that looks like him. Yeah. Look at that thing in the bottom with the teeth. Yeah, super gross. That reminds me of something in particular, but I can't put my name on it. Uh, your boy with the with the cursed techniques. I thought he been got, uh, you know, I thought he died already. So this guy killed him. No, he I escaped. guess he got away. Yeah. And but he couldn't escape Kenjaku. But he he he, he gave it up. He he did his he tried. Yeah. But Kenjaku said it. He sucks, so what you gonna do? Kill with a ball. Kenjaku. Yeah, but this guy, he's definitely gonna beat Kenjaku. The comedian. Yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah, forget I would any, accept that. Like, forget any of the like buildup between uh, U- uh, Yuta versus uh, Kenjaku. That doesn't need to be paid off. Right? I'm Yuta okay ver- with that. I'm oh. okay with it not being paid off if this guy beats him. 
But that's you're a just saying, oh, I'm going to go kill that guy. Uh, that doesn't matter. That's okay with me. I feel like that would be kind of lame. I would be 100% cool with it. <laughs> if this guy got to be like the big bad, I'm okay with that. If it's entertaining and fun, I'm like, yes, I accept. What if, what if this guy loses, but he manages to get Kenjaku to drop his barrier and then Yuda shows up immediately once, once he finds where he is. That's possible. I think that's because there has to be a reason why we're being shown this, like this side of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And people are already being mobilized. Like Hakari's out. Yuji's already out there. So that just leaves like, what the fuck is Yuda going to do in during all this? And he's, I guarantee you, this is going to end with Yuda finding Kenjaku because of what this comedian fuck does. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on this, by the way? I don't know if Josh finished, um, but. Wait, Josh. Hmm? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, like I said, I feel like this chapter kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, but I feel like it's for a reason, right? Like, uh, we wouldn't it's like setting up the pieces for for like other people to come into the fold again um like seeing kenjaku now i feel like you know in the middle of all that crazy shit that's going on with sakuna it has to, there has to be a reason for it um i like the chapter um it's it's pretty decent i'm i'm sad that bomb boy got fucked up that bad so fast I don't even know why he went there if he was just going to get washed. Um, yeah, I guess he was counting on folks to come in and sit and help him. But I think, like I said, I think this chapter, I mean, the, I think this encounter here is going to end with, uh, with Kenjaku's barriers being taken down and um, Yuda coming, coming over to start his fight with Kenjaku. But honestly, I don't have much to say about it. Um, Kenjaku is just, you know, I feel like he's not as interesting as Sukuna. And maybe that's by design. I just want to know more about him. My interest in him, it doesn't come from his, like, character or his motivations. It comes from his past. <laughs> like, what, what he's done, you know? Especially with Yuji. Stuff like that. But... That's it. I don't have I don't I really don't have much to say about this chapter. Yeah, I was definitely not expecting this chapter to take the turn that it did. Um Me neither. I mean, you know, we got a very exciting cliffhanger last time. We had Jujutsu Kaisen with Itadori and his weird arm. Mm. Um and Higuruma pulling up to the Sukuna fight. So, you know, I definitely wasn't expecting to see Kenjaku, much less um Takaba, I think his name is the comedian guy, now that I'm I'm remembering his name. Um, but yeah, it was just really cool. Um, honestly, I, I couldn't give it my RGC. I thought it was a good chapter. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed reading it. And, uh, you know, all that stuff. It was good to see what Kenjaku's up to, to be honest. Because he is just mm -hmm. kind of like, we don't know what he's doing. Um, so it was good to check in with him. But this was unexpected, especially. Uh, talk about just pulling up here. 
Um, and the fact that Kenjaku couldn't detect him is very funny. After talking about how he has eyes and ears on all of them. Um, He's an awakened player, right? Yes. He's someone that was awakened by the culling game. And by extension, by Kenjaku, to be honest. Um, so I would love to see how this works. Because we've only seen Takaba fight, you know explodey dude and it was a short battle because like t this guy Hazanoki didn't even know what to do with him because his powers are so <laughs> bizarre um so I'm just super excited to see where this goes and how Takaba is a match is a match for someone as serious as Kenjaku is um I'm into it and like I said I low-key wouldn't mind. <laughs> I think it would be the funniest thing that Jujutsu Kaisen never did if Takaba just winds up beating him. Although, I don't think that'll happen. I do think that, like, this is Okotsu's fight to win, um, if anything. But I am excited I just, to see how this works. I just wonder how Kenjaku is going to get around this without it being a little ass pulley. Because how do you know the condition that he... How do you know the condition that he has to know? Like, if he knows about the curse technique, then it fails, right? If he's aware of his curse technique. Because I think Takaba, his whole thing is that, like, these things are just kind of happening to him. Uh-huh. You know? I can look up the specifics, to be honest, but I do remember his awareness being, like, a deciding factor. And how strong it is. I feel like that's the only way you beat him, though, right? Uh, hold on. Let me, I'm looking it up, too. Um, let's see. Okay. So his innate, innate technique is uh, known as comedian. Um, when he thinks of something that is, that he's certain will be funny, it becomes reality. It's a, te it's apparently a technique strong enough to, oppose even gojo um but he had but he is clueless of his own power thus very little is known about how the technique functions okay so oh, it looks so like okay so it looks like he his awareness of it doesn't really change anything okay. but he is not aware that this is like a cursed technique or how strong his technique really is um so, you know, he said, however, it is likely that his technique is what allowed him to survive numerous bombings from Hazanoki <laughs> and heal from first injuries without using reverse ter reverse curse technique. That is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love his character, though. Like, I hope he doesn't die. Me neither. He's such a little fucking ball of joy. Yeah. Goddamn. What a weird what a weird fight. I can't wait to see it. I'm so glad Jujutsu Kaisen's not on break next week. So, you know. That's all I gotta say. I couldn't give him my RGC, even though I really like this chapter and I like the potential that it brings. But, you know, I I think the next week is what I'm gonna enjoy more than this one. 
Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't already see it to support your fellow comedians. Uh, I'm already seeing the next one because he is. <laughs> your pre, it's a preemptive. RGC, you know, I he but... he hasn't shown his stuff. He hasn't gone up yet, so you know. <laughs> no, go ahead. Say it. Just do the RGC for next week, then. No, 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 no. <laughs> one Piece is coming back next week, so. <laughs> yeah, true that. <laughs> There's stiff competition going on. Honestly, I'm very lo- much looking forward to next week because we we're, we're gonna have pretty much our full slate. For the first time in forever, it feels like. Um, but you know, all that said, uh, I'm ready to move on. If you guys are, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm ready. All right, let's keep it moving then. We call that easy money, GG. Boruto. This is Boruto. Wait, wait. there's another Boruto chapter. Oh, you haven't read it. I didn't even know it came out. Well, I texted the group that we should probably talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. I did read it. I okay, think. cool. But there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did read it. I did read it. Yeah, this is Boruto chapter... Uh, Boruto 2 Blue Vortex chapter 3, Uzuhiko. Um, last we left off, uh, Boruto pulled back up to the village, and uh, he is uh, super confident that he can raffle stomp uh, code at this point who is, you know, kind of being embarrassed here in the village in the leaf TBH. He's not doing a great job of establishing himself as a real threat. But, you know, Boruto arrives at the village and he starts activating his Rasengan Uzuhiko. And uh, that's where the uh, the chapter picks up as we see Naruto, uh, Boruto's uh, jutsu is fully, is fully activated. And uh, he is now slowly walking towards... Code and Code is like, is this his special vanishing Rasengan? No, that one, that one's invisible. That one's an invisible long distance attack. So he probably wouldn't be approaching me like this. Claw marks, and he does his claw marks and uh, warps to behind Boruto and tries to attack him, but um, Boruto dodges that and uh, starts pushing his hand toward Code. But Code catches his arm and tries to counterattack. Boruto uses his sword to block that. And uh, Code is like, you seem really confident about this jutsu. So it's a shame you can't hit me with it. And Boruto just is like, I told you, killing you is easy. In fact, I'm already halfway there. And Code's like, huh? And he sees that the little spirals around Boruto's arm are now migrating onto him. And he's like, what the hell? What's this coiling thing around my arm? And uh, he he backs off from Boruto a little bit, and the coil is still there. And he's like, hmm, so what's the big deal? And Boruto's like, this is your last warning. Take me to where Ten Tails is. If you refuse, you can die here. And Koda's like, very very funny, Boruto. You kill me. Go ahead and try. (laughs) (laughs) Is something funny, Brian? It's just... He's, they've literally just full on demoted him to fodder. Like it's actually crazy. This is literal fodder dialogue, dude. Yeah. This is dude at the bar who's like annoying the waitresses so that the fucking main character can smack him in the face. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Boruto was fighting Bellamy right now. <laughs> it's literally Bellamy. And uh, so he he tries to take a swipe at Boruto. But he misses completely, 
And he's like, quit moving around. And he tries again. He misses again. And he's like, what's going on? His movements are way beyond simple dodging. Is it Genjutsu? Is this a Shadow Clones? And then Boruto just like pulls up right in front of him and gives him a pretty cool palm to the gut uh, and says, Rasengan Uzo Hiko. Uzo Hiko. And then more coiling arrives and, and centers around his arm. And it looks more like a traditional Rasengan as, uh, as Code is blasted away. Code lands on his feet, and um, this uh, now Ada is watching this as well. And she's like, huh, what a basic <laughs> jutsu. How is this different from any regular Rasengan? But Daemon knows better because he is strong. And he's like, hmm, mm-hmm. so Boruto's the one making the ground tremble. Or rather, it's the entire Earth. This attack makes use of the planetary spin. And Ada's like, what? Planetary spin? And Damon's like, yeah, pretty cool. I'm not bothered by it, though, because I'm Damon. And I'm strong. so stupid. But yeah, Code uh, is standing up. And uh, he was at Borto's like, I'm surprised. I didn't think you'd be standing still. And this weird, like, spinning effect is happening to uh, to Cody. He's like, what the hell's going on here? And the fucking guy can't even stay up. He's He just falls over again. He's like, what did you do to me? And uh, Bortus is like, enjoy. Think of it as a biting counterattack from this planet that you were trying to destroy. He's like, from this planet? <laughs> And he explains what Uzohiko is, and basically it's it's uh, rotation. It's the power that is rushing through his body will never dissipate, just like how a planet never stops spinning. He, and it basically puts him in a constant rotation, it seems, that makes him dizzy, I guess, so he can't, like, move properly. And uh, he's like, Borto's like, the damage will continue semi-permanently. And that's only because you're going to die at some point in your life. You're just going to die of old age, not knowing how to walk anymore. And Coda's like, you, you cheeky bastard. He tries to get up and he stumbles over again. Well, Boruto, no. Boruto then crouches over and he's like, however, there is the option of me rescinding Uzohiko. Would you rather quietly await death? Or give me ten tails and live. I think it's a choice even a fool can make. And Code is like, meh. But uh, unfortunately, Code is saved by Kawaki, who comes in and tries to smash Boruto with his giant uh, Otsusuki hand. Everybody pulls up. Shikadai and his team, along with Himawari, also arrive. And... um, Shikadai is like, what are you doing here in Bor- Konoha, Boruto? And what were you discussing with Code? And Boruto mentions that he's trying to make a deal. Do you mind not interfering? Um, Code, I guess, summons his claw marks. And uh, Kawaki shrinks them. And uh, Kawaki reports into uh, Shikamaru that Code is pretty drained. He, he's pretty, he's lost. So I also just dealt with the last of his claw marks. So he can't. I can probably kill him now. And Shikamaru's like, go for it, dude. And finish it off this time. You don't need to tell me twice. And Boruto actually steps in to be like, 
actually Kawaki, move away from code. Um, and Kawaki is like, who are you to order me around? You must be prepared to die, Boruto. And that's when one of these code gremlins pulls up from out of, uh, code's head belt. And, uh, he get it gets immediately impaled by Kawaki, but code uses it to escape through, um, the backside of this code monster. So code's escaped and, she, uh, Kawaki tells Shikadai to go on and look for him uh, while he stays behind and deals with Boruto. Meanwhile, Sarada is investigating the weird chakra tree. <laughs> they're still talking about the tree. Yeah, and they're like, oh my god, a tree! He's been turned into a tree! What the fuck? Yeah. This shit is fucking crazy! He turned my friend into a tree! He's a fucking tree! A chakra tree. Yeah, he's a fucking chakra tree! But Sarada uh, explains that the Ten Tails creature beca that becomes a divine tree upon devouring Otsutsuki and maybe devouring beings is, inst is instinctual. And this rando is like, so you're saying that this is a defective divine tree? And uh, Sarada's like, I don't know, but one thing's for certain. This guy is not dead. He is just a tree. <laughs> he, is, he is now a tree. <laughs> he, is a, he is a living tree, but he is not dead himself. So I guess it's possible to save this rando. Don't worry, rando number two. Rando number one can be saved. Uh, meanwhile, Kawaki's like, it's been three years, huh? What's with your out outfit? You an Ochiha adoptee now? And Boruto's Ooh. like, ooh. <laughs> and uh, Boruto's like, your smack talk sure hasn't changed. But I'm glad that Himorari is doing okay. And, uh, you know, they, they talk shit for a little while. He's like, if you come to die, I'll help you right here, right now. And Borch was like, dying in Konoha doesn't sound bad, but not today. But out of this, Kawaki, you're in my way. Um, and in the middle of all their shit talking, there seems to be a tiny frog in Boruto's collar um, who is talking about how the infiltration is accomplished and Code is returned to base. Um Boruto asks if there's any sign of ten tails and code and we cut over to code who is just approaching the ten tails actually and he also has a little frog in his pocket uh, that confirms the ten tails uh, location and Wait, uh, you didn't talk about the old man being turned into a tree. Oh yeah bug is also a tree now. <laughs> <laughs> but he is alive because I guess you know, because, <laughs> you know, trees are alive and you don't die when you get turned into a tree. You just become a tree. Yeah. So, you know, OK, so this frog confirms that the ten tails is there and Boruto's like, good. He puts two fingers up, implying that he's going to do some cool transportation jutsu thing. And that's where the chapter ends. Um, Josh, what did you think about Boruto <laughs> Two blue vortex chapter three? If there was like an opposite for RGC, that would <laughs> be this chapter. Man, listen. Um, I feel like, you know, when you think about the genre of shonen, right? This, like, Boruto is the most shonen series ever, especially this right here. Like, I know I've used this term a few times before, but this was for sure like a preteen's wet dream some preteen is out there reading these chapters and they're like 
oh my god like they can't believe how awesome Barto is now he's super duper strong <laughs> like out of nowhere like he's so cool and then like the exchange between him and Kawaki like I could have I could have wrote that shit myself man like it was so like you're in my way oh well, you're no. What was he? He's like, who are you to order me around? And Norris was like, well, whatever. But you're in my way. And then he was like, you want to die? And Barzell's like, hey, would be nice to die in in Kanoha. It's like he's so edge, and like <laughs> they're both trying to be edge, and this is the edge. Fucking like edge off. This is a sword fight without swords. Edge off without man, sword. it's just too much. It is too much. Like even Hill <laughs> Porto is like, yeah, like it'll the the technique will end eventually because you'll die eventually. <laughs> <laughs> right, you get it. It's permanent. No, it's semi-permanent because you'll die eventually. So it's only semi-permanent. Right. Like, shut up, Boruto. It's permanent. Like, and it's such a weird attack, too. Like, it's not, it's actually not that cool. But it is something a kid would really love and think is awesome. Because, like, I would have liked him to destroy him with a Rasengan from the inside out or something like that. That's what I was hoping it was. But, like, all he did was make him all drip. Like, I thought he was... Doesn't this fall more into the category of a dojutsu than a jutsu? The fuck is that? It's like the fucking... It's like jutsu on steroids. I guess. I don't really know. Maybe. She's very tacky. It's fun making fun of Boruto, but this was, uh, this was intense... I'm just waiting for, like, you know, the good stuff. I don't know why we got this time skip. Brian, what do you think about the chapter? This was a really fucking boring chapter. Um, like, the writing was was pretty bland. Like, the ability is pretty bland. Um... It just this is something we've seen a hundred times before, you know. We've seen this so many times, and it's not even done like how Black Clover would do it, or Black Clover is what you've seen a hundred times, but it does it in a way that it just it's shameless. Like not shameless, but it just it doesn't give a fuck. It's gonna do it and it's gonna do it in a fun way. This isn't doing it in a fun way. Everybody is taking themselves so fucking seriously. Yeah. Boruto nor Kawaki's well Kawaki I guess it makes sense for him not to smile but Boruto was a character that smiled before you know he, he had emotion yeah he had emotions he was a he's a you know he was a character that wasn't like this so it's like to do a time skip and take away his character from him kind of was a weird play um because now we're three chapters in and Boruto is he's just 
like cardboard copy edge character now. It's kind of sad. Um, cardboard copy edge character. Like he's just he's just like Josh said. He's like a fucking. He's an edge lord with with Naruto's face now. That's what it feels like to me. Um, Naruto had no emotion. I mean, Boruto had no emotion while he was fighting Code because it was like, so simple and easy. It's just so lame. Like, it, it, I don't know. And also, all right to to get on with it. Um, you know, all the side characters are kind of lame. Like Shikadai. Like, who cares about Shikadai? Is that Shikadai or Shikamaru? There's Shikamaru and Shikadai. Oh. Like, they just they just exist just as, like, padding. They're not actual characters. Hopefully they get to do more, and hopefully fucking Boruto re- regains his character again. Um, mm. But are they implying that Boruto is... Like a sage, he knows sage mode and shit. Maybe. I mean, I saw the frogs and I was like, huh, that's new. You know, because he didn't yeah, spend any time with the frogs. Well, I just don't. I don't. I'm waiting for the series to get good again. You know, like you I know what I thought about. What'd you, what'd sorry, you to, to, sorry. To, if you look at Boruto's face. His mm-hmm. scar lines up with this with, with the scratch on the um on the you know the headband. Yeah, I noticed, right? Does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, but like he always has to put it on the exact same way for it to line up. That's Edge. Well, that's where he got cut. That's how he got the scar. Right, but like it's like perfectly lined up. Though. But he has to still line it up. Yeah, he lines it up perfectly every day before he puts it on. He did. Yeah, yeah. Every time he, yeah. It is lined up legitimately perfectly. He made sure that he was swifty before he pulled up to Kanoha. So hold on, I gotta make sure my headband is and it is exactly lined up. <laughs> it's gonna look so fucking badass. It's like that. Um, it's like that sketch Uzi from. Hiko? I'm not even going to show emotion. <laughs> Dude, the fucking the description of planetary spin took me out of this series. Like, it took me out of this chapter when I was reading it. This <laughs> made you dizzy too? Fucking Daemon going, oh, he's making use of planetary spin. <laughs> Yo, that shit, just, that, shit, um, that shit gave you a uh, planetary spin, bro. It sounded so fucking corny when they said it. Like, you can't make that sound like a cool-ass ability. Well, at least, like, the way that they showed it. I feel like the way that it it's kind of portrayed is kind of cool. Like, with the swirlings and shit, it's, like, similar to the Rasengan. It's like putting you in a Rasengan, essentially, which is kind of cool. But the way he they went about explaining it was just so fucking whack, man. Like that, it's just when you uh, look at other series when they describe abilities, they do it in an interesting way, right? Like Jujutsu Kaisen is the king. Now it makes me appreciate Jujutsu Kaisen explaining everything because they explain it properly. They explain things in a good way. Um, well, I think that, you know, whatever Jujutsu Kaisen is explaining is usually a lot more interesting than this. <laughs> I feel like this ability could be cool as hell, but they explained it in a dumbass way. Uzuhiko? Yeah, Uzuhiko is actually, it looks kind of cool. 
It's like it's like the the Rasengan version of Amaterasu, I think. Right? Isn't that what it's called? Amaterasu the fucking... is the fire one. Yeah, it's like a it's like a permanent effect uh, Rasengan essentially. Yeah, it's very Sasuke, I would say. Yeah, this is mm. this technique Sasuke is Sasuke esque, so I guess it makes sense. I'm just, yeah. I just they could have explained this better. They could have done uh, gone about um, portraying this in a better way, because like, what was the dummy having fucking? I feel like they should have shown the effect of it first and then explained it afterwards. But instead, they're just like, <laughs> planetary spin is the dumbest way to describe a fucking ability. I gotta say. You hate that Damon said it. I hate that Damon said it. I hate that he said planetary spin. <laughs> I hate everything about that. Um, well, yeah, this is so far this time skip has been incredibly disappointing. When we ended the the first part of Boruto, I had a lot of high hopes for this series. I thought that um the series would, you know, be going on a on a really good trajectory, like this time skip was setting them up for a really interesting scenario, and instead we got this, man. Like uh so fucking lame. Like this is not how I thought it was gonna go down, and now I'm I'm really disappointed. I hope they turn it around eventually, but I don't know. It doesn't. It looks like we're gonna be stuck in kind of a shitty spot for a while. The way that they're setting this up, but I don't know. Disappointing chapter. That's that's all my thoughts for Boruto. Yeah, I I do want to try to give him credit for at least like trying to not. Just do another Rasengan. This is, I guess, a new kind of technique. It is, it is different. <laughs> I'll yeah, give him that. I think, a, I think it's a cool ability. It's just yeah, it's not bad. It's just trade terribly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's a cool ability, but it's not. It's not cool enough. You know what I mean? It's not visually. Yeah, it's, not it's not visually exciting. On top of that, you know. And this is like an attack our main character has. You know, that's like his next big thing. And it's entirely possible that he has other techniques that he's just not showing yet. He's just showing this one. Yeah, this is like base level because like this is like him farting because code is that weak. Yeah, he, he did say that he's not even he's not even using his full power to beat code. So like this is him. This is him inhaling. And that's it. That's all he has to do is inhale. This is him. This is him inhaling. Yeah. Exhaling would be too much for Code. Code would die if he exhaled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's all I'll say about it. And that's like the most I'll give it. I do. I do think that Borto has been pretty boring since it came back. It's it's not. It's not unlike any. You know, we we like to say that Bor that Black Clover is very shonen, but I think it does it in the right way where. At the very least, it's like kind of like bombastic and fun and entertaining. And yeah, it knows like, what it is. Yeah, and it's like you know, there's something about just like playing up a cool factor that doesn't jive super well with shonen like that. You know what I mean? Like trying to be too cool for school. And this is like Boruto is very much just doing that. Very very cool. Mm-hmm. There has to be like a little bit of a self-aware kind of like 
goofiness to it in order for it to work. And that's why I think that's what makes Black Clover better in that regard. This is like very much a fan fiction type of thing. Yeah, it does feel right. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Like someone put a gun to his head and was like, you're going to write a story like this, <laughs> like the way my kid wants. It's going to make Boruto <laughs> super cool. And you have to make that thing that happened when they was on the, on the statues. It has to happen as soon as possible. Here's the link to my kid's Wattpad fan fiction. You will draw exactly this. Horikoshi is uh, not Horikoshi. Um, what's his name? Kishimoto. Wow. Kishimoto. Is Kishimoto writing the story for this? Or I think is he so. Yeah. it. I think so. I think they mentioned he like took over writing duties. Yeah. Shortly so after what? Samurai Eight ended. Although it doesn't, it still doesn't credit him as the writer, but I think he has like a lot of creative creative input because he is the supervisor slash creator. So I think the thing is, is that he probably does it where he supplies like the plot generally, like what he wants to happen. And uh, Ikemoto just like kind of draws it out for him. Kind of so like this, in, is, this is Kishimoto's fault then. Yes, definitely. God, please, Kishimoto, get your fucking shit together, man. You're better than this. Well, is he better than this? Like at this point, like, <laughs> uh, nah, I think this is just Kishimoto's vibe. And I feel like he's just, uh, I feel like he's written himself into a place where he's like, he's raised the stakes too high. Probably faster than he anticipated or more than he ever wanted. Because this just doesn't feel very Naruto. Just in vibe for a long time. I don't know. Time. I feel like he could have taken this in like such a good direction. I mean, and you know, there's still time. He's not written into a corner for sure. I know that for a fact. He's not written in a corner. Because there, he, he could have done so much with like the pieces that he laid out for himself pre-time skip you know yeah like there could have been so much that could have been done and he went with this though probably the worst option i i think yeah no but you know i'm i am holding out hope that he can like kind of get it together and you know deliver a little bit more but yeah it's just yeah. kind of boring you know i guess borto the like first part also started off really terribly or not really not terribly but not very um it didn't start off strong either. Well, Boruto's a very up and down series. And in my opinion, there's like a little... There's the, the downs edge out the, the highs. But, yeah, you know, I'm... This is just, I guess, just another down period. So who knows? Who knows, what who this knows when Boruto. it's going to get back into shape? It, it could very well get back into shape, but I'm just like not... Mm. I'm I'm just like not into it. You know what I mean? All I'm saying is if Sasuke get got killed off off screen in a, like a, a flashback, I I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to keep reading this series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, if Sasuke is just like ever since Sasuke died. If he, yeah, if he just like drops that nonchalantly. I'm sorry, like, Sarada. Your dad's dead. <laughs> Your dad's dead off screen. It was, it put me in a really dark place. Bro, imagine Code kills Sasuke. 
Ever since I killed your sensei, Sasuke Uchiha. If it turns out that Code killed Sasuke over the course of the two-year period, I'm not reading this series anymore. <laughs> That'll be it for you. I think that's the line for me. After Boruto literally fodderized him and put him into a fucking headlock, <laughs> a full Nelson. So, uh, that's because you have Oshutsuki. Oh, 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 I forget what it's called. Oshutsuki? Otsutsuki. <laughs> Otsutsuki. <laughs> I, I won't lie. It's kind of hard to say. Otsutsuki? Otsutsuki. Yeah, oh, I'm tired. Was I saying it wrong too? Yeah. Otsutsuki. Oh. Okay, I don't know. I'm done. That's rough, man. Can we get the fuck out of here? Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's move onward. I hope he turns his sword into some g-g-g-g-guns. Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man chapter 146, Chainsaw Man War. Whoa. Chainsaw Man War. Ooh. Ooh. Last we left <laughs> off with Chainsaw Man. Uh the Chainsaw Man Church has been basically systematically shut down uh by the public safety. And this is just last we left off, Asa was about to defend herself against uh you know this latest attack on her apartment by turning her her entire apartment into a sword. Um, but unfortunately, Squid Boy was there to stop her and cut her arms off. And uh, Squid Boy was like, I'm sorry to do this after you follow my advice, but a big sword swing. And we then cut back over to the uh, to the flamethrower devil. I forget his name, really. But he talks about how the Justice Devil... Uh, grants contractors the power to transform into the form they desire. And he says, that's how we explain it to him. Aside from the devil's name, it's no lie. So, you know, he was just basically explaining how he told what he told to the, to the people who had the, the contract with the justice devil, quote unquote, what it was, but it wasn't really the justice devil. Um, he talks about how famine has actually some pretty handy pawns, we contracted followers galore with an extraordinary devil. And he says, the devil I contracted them to was fire. So, you know, we then cut to like this mob that's surrounding a building. Um, and all of a sudden chainsaws just start blasting out of their skulls. Um, it's pretty crazy. Even inside the chainsaw. Kumbaya. Man, yeah. Kumbaya. Uh, even inside the chainsaw man church, the, kids that were there also turn into mini chainsaw men and they uh start attacking the katana devil um the they go on to explain the fire devil has another power the more contractors the stronger their power although most of them lose control lose control of themselves until now they all took gruesome forms but they're similar to chainsaw men now don't you think and they're like but why only now and this guy says that at five o'clock today Large mass scale weddings, large scale mass weddings were held at the Chainsaw Man Church's Chinese and Can Canadian chapters. And they set it up so that they'd enter contracts simultaneously with the marriages. If all went as planned, we estimated over 350,000 humans have contracts with the devil, with the fire devil. So everybody who is in contract with the fire devil is now a is now a devil themselves. Uh, it's not great. 
And uh, this guy explains that in half a year, the great king of terror will descend and uh, him and famine aim to kill the king, thereby saving the human race. And Denji's like, what? You believe that shit? And uh, Nayuta's like, it's not stupid. You know, because they're sisters, because she and Fami are, are sisters. And the great king of terror prob- is probably coming for real. We know it because she's our eldest sister, the death devil, the super duper strongest devil with the name feared most of all. Death. Yeah. So she's like, I know what Fami's trying to do. Her plan to kill the death devil is to make everyone chainsaw uh, terrified of Chainsaw Man and war and get them both super duper duper strong. And we cut to a two-page spread where I guess uh, public safety members are fighting all the Chainsaw Man people. And uh, yeah, that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Chainsaw Man chapter 146? This uh, this is one of those chapters where when I read it the first time, I didn't love it. Thought it was really weird, and then I read it like two more times. And um, third time's the charm. Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, even though I feel like this setup is kind of weird, like how they want they're trying to power up the war. And Chainsaw Man, so they could fight against that. It seems very set up and out of nowhere. But I'm hoping that there's still connections to be made to other story elements. Like, you know, the situation with Denji as the Chainsaw Man himself or with Nayuta. I don't know. I don't I don't really know what to expect. I keep thinking that maybe we'll connect to the first series a little bit more. But we don't really need to. Um, I'm interested. I thought about the death devil and like, is there anything scarier than death? And um, I would say maybe getting caught with a galactic size glizzy. It's pretty bad. <laughs> would you rather die than get caught with a galactic size glizzy? I don't know. It's either death or you eat a galactic size glizzy. What do you think? <laughs> For those of you who don't yeah, know, Josh, Josh is fixated on this uh, video he sent me of a man eating a giant hot dog. That's okay. not even the right way to explain it. That's that's what happened, though. It was about the length of a football field. <laughs> It that is, is insane. That's also not, that's actually not the right way to describe it because it wasn't that long. Was it longer? No, it was shorter. <laughs> he would have to All have right, been Brian, eating it. It wasn't that long, but you know how you look at something and you're able to exaggerate, like, yo, that's as big as a fucking, you know, such and such? Galactus sized glizzy. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was at least like two to three feet long. It could if you crazy. if you made a circle with it, it could fit around Saturn, like one of the rings. <laughs> well, that's not what two to three feet means, but relatively speaking. So the the devil that Josh feels fears the most is the glizzy devil. 
is what you're saying, Josh. The pause devil. No, it's the glizzy devil. The pause devil. Somewhere out there, there's a giant hot dog devil that is the glizzy devil, and Josh is terrified of it. Yeah, hopefully devil hunters can help me. <laughs> or I could call that guy. Yeah, that guy will Mystic Man. That guy is probably the best guy to to take it on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say really. Okay. Brian, what, what did you think? About this um, this was interesting. Um it um Ma Makima did do a lot of damage to Chainsaw Man to Chainsaw Man's power, considering that she made him into a hero. Um so him kind of being like re like him kind of reclaiming the the power that he once had is pretty interesting. Uh I just wonder, like, if the Death Devil, if if Denji kills the and eats the Death Devil, does that mean nobody will ever die? It's a good question. If you follow the logic Death of the series, crazy. if you follow the logic of the series, then yes. But he has to eat it as that like monster chainsaw man. Hmm. So he can't just eat it as Denji. Or even in his like half chainsaw man form, he has to have that form that he had at the end of part one and eat it. Interesting. So, how are they? So, Denji, are they gonna? Are is their plan to like force Denji to to kill her and eat her? Is that what they're planning to do? Like, I would imagine so, because the whole point is to get Denji strong enough to fight to even like stand a chance. I guess this is like an interesting plot, you know, just having this is like another thing where Denji's kind of just put into a situation he has no control over. Yeah. That's like a like a theme of his entire character. But I feel like at some point I feel like he's going to learn how to put his foot down and do what he wants to do instead, right? Like save death from in coat. Yeah. realizing that, hey, we actually need death in this world, so I'm not going to kill it. And it's funny because Denji Which actually I don't has, agree with, but... Yeah. Denji has an interesting relationship with death, you know? Like, all, all of his closest friends died in front of him, essentially. And there was nothing he can do about it, so... Like, that hasn't even anybody... happened to Boruto. <laughs> and he's so, like, sad... Anyway, sorry. His dad's not even dead. Let me help myself. It's a uh, like so. I feel like this does leave a lot for Denji to work on. Like, as much as he hates the idea of people dying, like maybe he knows that it's better off that people can die. Right? Like, again, this is very philosophical for Denji. <laughs> this is a very philosophical problem, but I feel like. Maybe that's something that they might lean towards is Denji kind of, you know, learning to have like 
standards of living, you know, like above just, you know, the bare minimum. Cause it seems like that's what he's struggling with. Right. Like he's starting to realize that maybe the basics isn't all that he wants in life truly like, and that, you know, his needs and like development as a person, like as that grows, he starts to want to want more, you know, cause that's just what, how humans are, you know, when you hit a goal, uh, at some point you want to move on to something else. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. This is, this is an interesting conundrum. I, I wonder how they're going to play this out with Denji's character. But those are all my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we just got kind of end of series stakes just now. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> the biggest bad in the series. So yeah. Far. I don't know how you escalate from here. Um, but it is interesting. It's it's pretty cool um, how this all just popped off out of nowhere. And then she's just like caught in the middle. Um, I can't really tell plot wise where it's going to go. Um, I feel like Denji is going to have to like kind of refuse for a minute because he's got a lot of his own stuff he's dealing with as far as just trying to live a normal life and deciding whether that's what he wants. But, you know, he doesn't really have much of a choice since the apocalypse is pretty much coming. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And how, like, if anything, the death the death devil counters at all. Yeah, I I don't see how they're going to be able to stand up to death, but I'm sure it'll be very interesting and out of the box. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing you can say about Chainsaw Man. It'll, it'll always be interesting and out of the box. Um, much like this chapter, to be honest, I was. I wasn't expecting that we'd get like immediately like, okay, so we're fighting the death devil. This is it. This is what the arc is. And for whatever reason, in true Chainsaw Man fashion, I feel like it's going to be a shorter arc than we think. And there might actually be things that follow this. You know, because the arc, the, the story doesn't necessarily revolve around Denji beating any one particular person. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, it is just about Denji's life as a human being. So, you know, then it becomes all about what happens when, if Denji becomes the ultimate hero and saves everyone from death itself. But, yeah, I'm very interested and very excited to see how Chainsaw Man continues onward. Um, But those are really all my thoughts as well. Um, Are we ready to move onward? Yes. <laughs> okay. Then let's uh, go. I lost the soundboard. There it is. Ooh. I don't really have to fucking care. Who's who's in my way? I'm going to fucking kill everybody. Undead Unlook. And with that, I'm going to toss this over to Josh. All right. Undead Unlook, chapter number 180. Sorry about this. Last week, uh, Rip and Latla unlocked their negative abilities and also unlocked their true love for each other by 
combining artifacts into one super move and slicing the Uma sick, the super Uma, mind you, sick in half. Uh, but not like Gojo in half, uh, half like vertically. Um, so I guess he named the chapter sorry about this because sorry, sick not dead. Uh, that nigga was, you know, when, when someone's smiling as they're cut in half, generally speaking, that's not a good thing. Yeah, when historically, that's been just kind of like, a, this doesn't actually kill me. Yeah. Um, unless like it's like a cocky guy that was laughing and he got cut already and didn't know. Yeah. Those are really good actually. Though I like those. Like you're already dead. Yeah. Um But Fugo confirms it says, Yeah, he y'all not done yet. Y'all gotta kill the core, so I don't know why you're looking all accomplished and shit. But she starts ordering all of the members to go attack sick in different ways and they get onto it. So um at this point, Lotla tells uh Rip, hey, go help Fuko. Go to her. Go go save my sister and co-wife. And he said, Bet, all right. And, uh, so he pulls up to Fuko. He's like, listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna walk you through this. Let's see how far along you Ooh. and then he notices that Fuko is already a medical genius. <laughs> I didn't expect it. Chris didn't expect it. Brian doesn't read the series, but I know is if he did read the series, he would not have expected this. Um, but Fuko is a trained surgeon and expert in surgery. And um, granted, it took her a hundred years to get it. I'm starting to think Fuko is just on another tier of main character, like in a class of her own. Like she's in the Dr. Manhattan tier of main characters. Yeah. Not for just pure strength, but just in pure excellence. Yeah, I mean. And, and I want to be like you when I grow up in this. Yeah. I mean, no other shonen, shonen protagonist uh, gets. A medical degree, basically, as a flex. It wasn't a flex purely. It was a flex. But, like, it was all for this moment. Yeah. I guess that is a flex. Whether if I had a medical degree, I'm flexing it. She can't even help but stunt. All she knows is stunt. Yeah. He wakes up and it's it's stunt twenty four fucking seven. Her watch is bust down. Her car is stupid, and like, she's a surgeon. Yeah. Anyway, um, so she's basically letting Rip know, like, listen, uh, I I can do this. You need to focus on delivering a finishing blow on sick. Um. So. Funny thing is, she mentions Andy randomly and she says, uh, I know you normally would have wanted to take on this role. What role? The role of fighting the Uma? Or of surgery? Because I don't I don't think he would have did well against either. I mean, Andy can't die, but he can get sick and be weakened, right? Andy? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Whatever. Let me not. 
speculate right now. So, um, yeah, Fuko starts talking about how she thought that Andy would have been able to take on the offensive role and that how she looked for him and couldn't find him, which we were at, we were just talking about that last week. Like, I wonder what really happened with Andy. Like, is it that she's waiting for the quest to unlock or something like that? That's probably what it is. But, um, she's just basically talking about how she's made a resolve to do it even if she even if he's not there by her side because that's the mission that she promised she would accomplish etc um they have a bunch of fucking they're they're shooting missiles this guy's dickhead over here shooting missiles under crease like in this little hospital blowing up the ceiling and like you know all of this rubble is about to fall down on fuko um I mean, it's blocked by the unchanged barrier, but she can only take so much. But um, one of the pieces of rubble creates like a, the slightest crack, and um, Sick is in, is able to send like a, a attack through. Uh, like so, and he goes and slices Fuko, slices a piece of her hair off, and it touches Rip. Uh oh. Uh oh. So she's scared as shit that she just passed the unlock to him. She's like, oh my god, like maybe it'll misfire since it was cut from my body. But wait, given the logic behind the bizad bullets. She looks up in the sky and notices that a meteor is coming down from the sky. Shit. Shit turned up. It was already a bad situation, and now it's looking like an extinction-level event. How did things get here? Um, their Fuko is really OP. She actually is the best main character. But we'll talk about that more another day. Um, ah, ha, ha, ha. Now I see you're the luck vessel. Unluck, aren't you? Says Sick in his... Probably weirdly annoying, nasally and sarcastic voice. <laughs> he has yeah. the cringe tone for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now I've seen that you're in the unlock vessel. <laughs> if you can launch an attack of this scale while only sacrificing a single life, it'd be too good to be true. <laughs> right? You see how his eyes are facing up at the sky and his tongue is out? Too weirdo. I yeah. mean, that's the best actually but all right granted in the end he can't die no matter what he oh he's talking about andy yo so he mentioned andy again he can say i can see why that death wishing fool has his eye on you because maybe you'll actually kill him with unluck <laughs> yeah so the second he became the negator the deck his luck ran out and she's like damn what the fuck do i do uh can i use gina's unchanged nah you know you know, she's not in a mental state to use it. Uh, Chikara on move won't really help because even if he managed to stop it, you know, they, they'd have to find a way to get rid of the media, which is kind of impossible. ATM, that's at the moment for those who are slow. Um, what about Unbreakable? Nope. They don't got time to create this huge shield. And then maybe we can use Latlas and Trust to divert it. I don't know. It's kind of a stretch. So... Yeah, he says, "Oh, damn it all! Fuck it! Get all the members, get 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 all members, uh, and the civilians to the wall." Billy, 
cover everyone in unchanged barriers. So she's, I guess she's going to try to save the people and just let the fucking hospital blow up. That's not a bad idea. Unbreakable, use Unbreakable to build a good, as good a shelter as you can from the rubble, prepare for impact. That's, oh, yeah. She's trying. She didn't give up. Nope. And then, like, in the middle of giving out orders, um, a rocket punch, a rocket hand comes, <laughs> I'm thirsty. A rocket hand came out from out of nowhere, smacks the shit out of other sick. And, um, you see it's Andy's arm. It says dead end. <laughs> but not just his arm. You see his whole body starting to materialize from the arm. Says, sorry about this. This body's a clone. Ain't gonna last more than a minute. Give me the order, boss. As long as it's not to put clothes on. Yeah, please and, uh, before, make sure I'm naked for the whole arc. As long as I'm naked, though. And, uh, Puka wants to scream for her man, but she just says, all right, okay. And, uh, she says, uh, I'll continue operating. You handle sick, destroy the core. It'll be on either his left or right side. Yeah, no shit, buddy. <laughs> then we'll use another stroke of a luck to intercept the meteorite. So, yeah. Andy pulled up out of nowhere as a fucking clone and is ready to assist against one of the deadliest omens. And that's the end of this week's chapter. Christian, what were your thoughts? Bro, this was my second place chapter. This was a really good chapter. This is my second place, too. Yeah, this no was... No prayer tunnel, sorry. No prayer tunnel. What? Oh, yeah, no prayer... That's, that's really what took it off. No prayer tunnel. But for not having a prayer tunnel, it did have a really cool... Uh, I, I felt like it was my my second place right when they cut the hair off and it hit because that was just like such a smart way of like turning the tables. And this is the first time that the tables have been turned on Fuko since this time skip happened or this uh, loop. And it was just like such a clever way to do it. Cause I couldn't, I didn't see it coming at all. It was, it was, I thought it was like such a smart way to do it. And not only that, the return of Andy was so cool as well. Um, it was just such a great entrance and, uh, you know, just he'd be like, give me the order boss. It's such a cool line as he's, uh, reemerging. So it's cool to have Andy back. I, I honestly, I didn't expect him to come back in this arc, but this is actually a pretty fucking big deal. I thought they would save him for last, but it would make sense because like he never dies through any of the loops. So he retains all his memories from the previous loop. He knows who everybody is. Yes. So, you know, it's not that he's just coming in out of nowhere to save the day. It's that he knows he knows what the deal is already. So, super cool to see. Um, I'm, I'm so excited for the next chapter. Um, but, yeah, those are, those are all my thoughts. Josh, what did you think? Um, like I said, I really enjoyed this chapter a lot. It really showed how much of a leader Foucault is and how she does not buckle under pressure because the author says so, sure. But I think a lot of this is believable and we buy it because of how much hardship she went through. She truly had a long developmental arc and she learned a lot. And she's she just become this excellent fire star. I can do it all fucking person in this part of the series. And um, 
like I said, it feels earned. Um, so it's always spectacular when we get to see now that she's a fucking she she's a kung fu master and a surgeon. No one's fucking with Fuko. That's that's honestly like all I have to really think about like reading this chapter. Like, yeah, was it lit that Andy pulled up out of nowhere? Like, imagine he's just out in space, like he threw his arm from like a planet or something. And yeah. like that's the next like mission they have to go face the Uma planet. And then their reward is Andy. But not just Andy, Andy, but he has to wear at these boxes. That's one hell of a reward. Yeah. Um anyway. Uh yeah, I just don't I I mean obviously Andy's gonna have to cooperate with Rip for them to do this last minute attack. I don't I don't yeah, I mean Fuko cares so much about everybody on her team, so obviously I guess that's why a, a meteor coming down makes sense. But I guess she just needs to counteract that with another really strong force of unluck, so she could use Andy or literally just anybody else, right? Aside from Rip. Yeah. Even Shen. Non-zombie Shen. So, yeah. You know, that's how I feel about the chapter. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. Pretty um, interesting stuff. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Undead Unluck then. And that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening as per usual. Uh, You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh is at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram. uh, At New Jib City Josh on Twitter. Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, You can follow the show itself at New Jib City on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, if you want to uh, contact us, us with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. It's in the description as well if you want to look at that. Yeah. Uh, or you can comment under any of the videos uh, we put up on YouTube. Uh, like, share, subscribe to the podcast on there while you're at it. And also, uh, check, out our, uh, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. However you decide to listen to the show, we greatly appreciate it. And um, yeah, uh, make sure to leave any five stars, thumbs up, whatever you guys, whatever whatever platform you listen to us on. Give us, a little bit the of, tunnel. give us some positivity because we can use it. And um, yeah, next week we should have a full slate of manga from Jump for the first time in a while. Uh, so very excited for that. But uh, for now, thank you guys so much for listening and um, we'll see you next week. Stay safe, new job citizens. Have a safe trip through the prayer tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>